Hi, Joe. Thanks for the call. It was so good to hear your voice. Well, to hear any voice that isn't Aunt March's. I don't want to brag, but the uh, hotel we're staying in here in London is amazing. And Auntie hates it. She says European-style bed linens are slovenly, whatever that means. If she's this worked up about duvet, she's probably going to be in a crabby mood no matter where we go, but I still feel, I don't know, really happy. I can't help it. I've been sleeping so well at night. I get tired from just looking around at everything. There's so much to see. It almost makes me wish we were spending the whole trip in London. And I still wouldn't be able to see everything I want to. Oh, and Joe, Auntie had the car service drive us to the Prince Albert Memorial today. It was so gold. It was gorgeous, but, like, almost hard to look at in the sun. But after that, she let me walk around by myself for a while, and I found the Peter Pan statue at Kensington Gardens. I'm sending you, like, a zillion pics as soon as I finish recording this. I know how much you always loved that book. I wish you were here, too. Are you sure you won't take Lori up on that offer and come overseas? Think about it, at least. You think Lori might come visit me either way? Never mind. Do not. Don't. <laughs> don't tell him I said that. Okay. I'm going to hang up and send you those photos. Call me later? Oh my god. Okay. I almost forgot to tell you. Do you know who's here? Sally's brother, Fred. Isn't that wild? We saw him at the hotel bar. He actually wanted to. Okay. You know what? <laughs> I will just tell you later. Call me. It doesn't even really matter what we say. I think it's just nice for her to see some familiar faces. All right. It'd be nice to actually talk to her, but I'm still having trouble mastering the whole time zone thing. Joe? Yeah? We're in here. Could I have a word? Sure. We were just going to record a little video for Amy since I've missed her the past few times we tried to FaceTime. That's a nice idea. Could I steal you for a few minutes first? Your father and I were hoping to talk to you about something. Dad's home? He has to work late. He has to? I should probably head home for dinner anyway. Maybe we could record this tomorrow morning? You don't need to go. Anything Marmy has to say to me, she can say in front of you. Joe? I'm just going to tell him anyway. I think I hear my grandpa calling me. Bye, Lori. See you in a bit. What? What's with the attitude? You're the one who's being weird. You never make me kick Teddy out. And you said Dad wants to talk about something, but he's not even here. Your father's not always the best with these... the more emotional topics. No kidding. He tries. If you say so. Josephine, please. Josephine? Why am I getting Josephined? I'm very tired. I just feel like if Dad was trying, he would at least be mm, physically present. Founding a new congregation is time-consuming work. And I respect that. But, Marmy, please. You have to admit that even when he is around... Talking to him about serious topics feels like talking to the Jesus lion from Narnia. It's like he's speaking in riddles. <sighs> well, yes, I suppose he's always been a bit cerebral.
But he loves you very much. Yeah, I know. Anyway, he and I have been discussing Beth. Oh. And how we can best care for her right now. Hmm. We wanted to get your opinion. I'm not sure you do. Can I finish a sentence, please? I've just about had it with the interruptions. I've submitted Beth's information to a few different charities that specialize in outreach and aid for patients with cystic fibrosis. Meg and John helped me get through some of the more cumbersome paperwork. These organizations, they can provide some opportunities and services that we just can't on our own. And I'd like to take advantage of that. Okay. Okay. I don't know, what do you want me to say? This doesn't seem like it really requires my opinion, or Beth's, actually. That's not fair. It's true, though. You always do this. Meg does it, too. You say you want my opinion on something, and then you get mad when I tell you how I really feel. I don't. Because the honest truth is, Beth doesn't like leaning on those charities as awesome and helpful as they may be. You know what she's like. She has no interest in any of it. She's stubborn. She wants to pretend this isn't happening. And we both keep telling you she doesn't like having live-in nurses around. You're a spoiled girl. Those nurses are a luxury and we're very lucky to have them here. We like Molly. Hayden is nosy and she doesn't listen. I'm sorry that you and your sister feel so put out by the professionals sent here to help her. Does Beth realize she wouldn't even be able to live at home if not for their help? Have you ever thought about that? Or do you have some sort of secret medical training I don't know about? Are you planning on personally resuscitating your sister if she has an attack? Because I certainly don't know how. I'm sorry, Marmy. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have... I lost my temper. Beth just gets so scared and sad sometimes. And then I get mad because I feel like I can't do anything to help. How do you think I feel? She's my baby. Besides, you do help her. And me, and Dad too. Thanks to some financial aid from one of these charities, we finally have the chance to give Beth a little vacation. Get away from it all. That sounds good. They can cover travel expenses for up to three people. Beth, a nurse, and a guest. When I floated the idea to Beth earlier, she was very reluctant. She doesn't like... I know she's not fond of traveling with her mask and tank and all that, but... It would be a shame to pass up this chance. Who knows when she'll... When we'll get another one. Where are you going? Kiowa Island, off the coast of South Carolina. But Dad and I were hoping you would go. Really? I'll go if you can't get out of your tutoring hours. I know you need the work. But it's just a four-day trip, and I think having you there would lift Beth's spirits. Maybe make the whole trip go down smoother? All right. Girls' trip! I think you'll end up having fun. Anything for Beth.
yeah, you can stand farther off. Farther than that? Farther. That's great, thanks. Joe, you didn't have to do that. It's fine. I told her we were recording something private for Megan Amy. Are we? Only if you want to. Yeah, we're good. It's fine. She's just doing her job. She's your nurse, not your babysitter. I'm your babysitter. Scoot over. I don't want to get sand on the blanket. The Airbnb is so cool. I can't believe we can actually see the ocean from our bedroom. Yeah, this is pretty much perfect. I can't remember the last time we went on a vacation. Me neither. And we've never gone on a trip, just the two of us. Never had the chance. There are lots of things we haven't had the chance to do. I know Marmy and Daddy put you up to this. No one puts me up to a vacation with my lovely sister. There's no place I'd rather be. Please don't play dumb. I don't want it to be like that between us. Not on this trip. I really am happy to be here with you. I know, but... But what? I don't know what to say. They're worried. They're always worried about me. I know, but I think it's different this time. It's not. That's the problem. I'm tired, Joe. The sea air is supposed to be good for that. It's not that kind of tired. Marmy and Dad are scared because they do know what's going on with me. Not because they don't. They just won't admit it to you. I don't understand. You're my big sister. You believe in me. After my bad health scare last year, I know you wanted to see me get better. So that's what you saw. But I'm not better, Joe. I'm not getting better. We don't know that. You may not know it, but I do. Trust me enough to believe I know my own body. I believe that. You're not a doctor, though. This is... I don't know what I expected. This is why I don't try to talk about it with Marmy and Dad. You don't know what this feels like. Any of you. You can't even imagine what it feels like to move through a world that wasn't designed for you. So tell me then. Help me understand. I'm tired of being invisible. You're not. You have a family who adores you. And I have to promise you that's enough for me? What if it's not? You know, the nurse over there is the first person I've talked to who wasn't a member of our family, or Lori, in weeks. She was all rainbows and sunshine with me, too. I hoped it would be different with you. I'm sorry. Maybe there's a version of me that would be perfectly happy and content just to stay home and help Daddy and Marmy for the rest of my days. But she doesn't exist anymore. I care about things that have nothing to do with this family. I care about other people who need help. People like me, but without the support system. You know, even though I ended up getting sick, the day of that protest against the detention centers was one of the best days of my whole life. Yeah? 
I'd never taken a bus or train by myself until then. And I did feel shy at first. My surgical mask attracted attention, like it always does. By the time I got to the actual protest, I was dizzy with anxiety. I remember I could hear my heartbeat in my ears when I slipped my headphones on. But once it started, all of those little worries about looking right or getting there on time or whatever slipped away. It felt wonderful to be doing something, anything, no matter how small. I wasn't scared of the crowd. It was like drifting along in a stream. And everywhere I looked, I saw other people who believe what I believe. People who believe that no human is illegal. People who know that families belong together. People who care about the lonely, the sick, the hurting, the neglected. For the first time in my life, I felt like I was a part of something bigger. And I'd give anything to do it all again. Let me help you. There's got to be a way. How can I raise my fist in protest when I can't even lift myself out of bed? There are other ways to help worthy causes. I know. But I'm telling you what I want from my life and why I can't have it. Can we put aside the problem solving for a few minutes? Because I just want someone to agree with me that it sucks. You're right. It sucks. Now that wasn't so hard. I want you to go to New York. What? Take Marmy's friend up on her offer. I don't know. I don't think the timing is right. The timing won't ever be perfect. I would go if I were you. I don't want to leave you. I want you to go. But... Stop. An opportunity like this one might never present itself again. You can't let it slip through your fingers like the Europe trip did just because you're afraid of change. It's not about being afraid of change. You forget how well I know you, Joe March. Please. It's been hard enough without Meg and Amy. I don't want to say goodbye, even if it's only for a little while. You have no clue who you are without your sisters for comparison. You know that, right? I guess. It's time for you to find out. That's what I would do, if I could. Please go to New York, Joe. Let me live vicariously through you. Beth. No, no. Do it for me if you won't do it for you. Only if you promise to call me if you need me, right away. So I can come back right away. Okay. I mean it. Okay. I promise. I'm scared. It'll be all right. How? We don't know yet. I feel like the tide. It comes in. Goes out. When it turns... It goes slowly, but it can't be stopped. And every day, a little less of me is left behind. You'll tell Marmy and Daddy, won't you? 
I don't think I can do it. You're safe, right? You're not going to hurt yourself or anything. Yeah, I'm safe. I just don't want to see the looks on their faces. You know I love you more than anything else in the world. Mm, Joe, I'm not afraid. And I try not to be bitter. But I think I would be homesick for you, even in heaven. written by Shannon Camp, based on the novel by Louisa May Alcott. It's co-produced by Sammy Campbell and Shannon Camp. Our director is Julia Rowhead Worthington, and our editor is Bex Carlos. Album artwork by Karen Mooney. Original theme by Surrey Music. Find us online at littlewomenpodcast.com.